Welcome back to the Puma Podcast. I am Tori. And I am Puma. And on this podcast, we talk about Jesus, life, and everything in between. Guys, I, I'm, I'm really excited about today's podcast in, in particular. Um, maybe one of the most common verses known in the Old Testament, and yet maybe one of the hardest to live out. Uh, but yeah, I'm really, really excited. We're going through our Proverbs series, How to Live Wisely in a Foolish World. How to Live Wisely in a Foolish World. One of the things that I have enjoyed with these podcasts, and those of you that don't get to see behind the microphone, is that Tori and I get to talk about some of these things. And I think sometimes we spend more time talking about what we're going to talk about than we actually talk <laughs> yeah. about on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and just and, and really... Um, I don't know. I've been just been super encouraged, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with with these things. Yeah. You know, some of yeah. these verses and proverbs. Uh, you know, some I've heard since I was a kid, like the one we're going to talk about today, Proverbs three verses five and six. Uh, all you can say it with me That's if you right. know it. You know? Yeah, if you're driving or you're listening at home doing dishes. Yeah, yeah. say it with us here. Yeah, trust in the Lord Proverbs with all your heart. heart. Lean, lean not on your own understanding. understanding. In, in all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make your path straight. Right out of the NIV 84. There you go. <laughs> that's the one I memorized. That's it. right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Trust in the Lord. Yeah. We all do that, right? We all trust in the Lord. Oh, yeah. Just like atheists do. Wait. So, did you just say we all trust God like an atheist does? What, what does that mean? Well, I think a lot of Christians trust at the level that an atheist trusts. Hmm. We have the we have the trust level of atheists, right? I say I trust God, I put it in my back pocket, and then I live my life however I want because mm-hmm. I have the God card in my pocket. Oh. Right? So anything I do, well, I'm just trusting God. It's this hands-off approach to trusting God. Hmm. And see, the trust that we're talking about, it's not a hands-off approach. It's a very active, it's a, right. it's a very responsible. So for instance... Uh, you could say it's the the kind of trust in uh, that a, a four year old has when they get in the you know the van with the parents to go on a trip. The four year old trusts that dad's gonna get you from point A mm-hmm. to point B. That dad's gonna stop when you have to go to the bathroom. Dad's gonna stop when you need to eat, and he's gonna pay for it. And yada yada yada. Okay. You just have a hands off approach, and your life is you do whatever you want. You want to play with your your, you know, your phone, your iPad, your toy, or whatever. You want to mm. cry, you want to scream, you want to poke your brother. You do whatever you want because your dad's got this. Yeah, it's right? like a hands-off, like, oh, I'm I'm innocent in these decisions because God's in control. God took care of me, so it's an excuse for me to do whatever I want. And just this blind faith and trust in God. Yeah, we, and, and we trust God. Um, we acknowledge him. Right, I mean that's a that's a good thing mm-hmm. to have faith in God, but we have made trust or faith a passive thing, not an active thing. Mm. I think the American church has made it very very passive, and I yeah. think um, going back to our previous podcast, we we don't have a, a fear of the Lord, which means we are not actively aware of our situation. We're very very passive about these things. Mm-hmm. You see, if from the previous podcast, you know, the fear of the Lord, if that involves a humble submission and a a reverent trust in God, that is not a hands-off thing. That's a very active thing. How do I how do mm-hmm. I trust God? Mm-hmm. I need to get to know him. I need to understand what he thinks. I need to read his word. I'm willing to give him the right of way. Yeah. So this mm-hmm. is this is, you know, what 
um, he's, you know, Solomon's talking about in Proverbs 3, to trust in the Lord with all your heart. Yeah. Well, I'm really glad you brought that up because I think you're absolutely right. I, I mean, I'm a pastor. I've been a pastor for, you know, several years, and you've been a pastor for, goodness, almost 30. I, I, I just think it's over 30, haven't you? Um, I'm not good at math. So, yeah. <laughs> Longer than I've been alive. Yeah, so, yeah, it has to be over 30. But I, I am astounded at how many Christians I talk to who, who will say, yeah, Tori, you know, I'm going through this and I did this thing and I, I bought this car and I, you know, I'm going to this college or, you know what? I trust God, you know, and, and I'm a person of faith and I believe God's going to handle it. And they look at me as if I'm supposed to be, yeah, that's right. Good job. Yeah. Just trust God. But nothing like there's no accountability. There's no, I need to pray about this or I need to like wisdom and discernment. It almost seems like trusting God is a cop out for discerning. And and why is that? Because I mean, Proverbs, I mean, I say if you grew up in the church, you probably definitely heard this verse before. So what does it mean to really trust God with all of your heart? Yeah, it's interesting because I, well, I, I like to think that I have some intelligence, I can make decisions, <laughs> I, I, you know, can figure things out. Sure, Dr. Puma. Or <laughs> and we, we live life that way, right? I, I woke up today and I can figure out how to dress myself and, mm. you know, I, I can figure out how to feed myself and, you know, how to get in the car and, you know, drive myself and, and, and really I, I live a very independent life. Now, mm. uh, as an adult, I should be independent and not dependent like a child, sure. but I, I live independent in, in, in a sense that I'm almost independent of thinking about God and what he thinks mm. about me in, in my day and, and, the, and the, like the daily decisions of my life. See, mm. we tend to think that, well, we trust God. Yeah, I trust God. I trust him with the really big things that I can't figure out or can't handle myself. Mm. But on the day-to-day things, you know, right, the conversations the that I have, yeah. should, I, should I call this person? You know, should I send this person uh, a note? Um, you know, I don't feel like paying the bills today. I can maybe put that off till tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I wish we had to eat tonight. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll go out tonight. Maybe we should go out tonight or boy, you know what? Uh, finances are getting a little tight, but, uh, you know, I think I'll choose a over B and we mm-hmm. just, we just make those decisions and we call it being responsible. Yeah. <laughs> right? right. We yeah. label it. I'm a responsible person yeah. and I'm all for responsibility. <laughs> that's, I am. Yeah. That's I'm good. all for responsibility. I think what what God says is we are called to be responsible. We're not called to be independent of him. Hmm. So we live with a dependent responsibility before God. Hmm. You have a story to kind of summarize that or to give that some handles? I have lots of stories. Yeah, I just, (laughs) I have um, a lot of stories of how to fail and not trust um, Hmm. how God, years ago uh, when I was at a church in Indiana, uh, for a number of years, and I, I left uh, that church, but I didn't have another place to go. So for the summer, I mm. was just kind of working different jobs. I ended up working at a machine shop about an hour north of where we lived, and I'm not a mechanical guy. <laughs> I was kind of like the shop puppy dog. So, sure. you know, I just I just kind of come in, wag my tail, and everyone's like pat me on the head saying, oh, you poor, <laughs> poor guy. Because I, I didn't really know what I was doing. Or financially, uh, we were really struggling. You know, I was uh, married, had three young kids. We were 
going four to five hundred dollars a month in the hole every mm-hmm. month. I mean, just the basic necessities, putting on the credit card, racked up a lot of credit card debt, and mm. and this is you know back in the early mid nineties, and you know so all the all this credit card debt, and you know so I'm like, you know I, I'm in. I'm intelligent. I can make decisions. So I'm just going to make financial decisions on my own and, you know, figure it out. And I'm going to be wise about it, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, we really weren't spending money on anything extravagant. I mean, it was basically mm-hmm. diapers and baby just formula the and, bare and basic necessities. needs. Yeah. I had a, a friend who was an accountant and I said, can you help me here? You know, I showed him my budget, right? So that's a wise thing to do, <laughs> right, make <yeah>. a budget. <laughs> And I showed him my budget, and I said, so here's my budget. And he looked at me and goes, well, you're not spending enough on groceries. I said, well, I know, because I don't have enough money for spending groceries. Mm-hmm. He goes, well, you're not spending enough. And I said, I know, because I don't have enough money. And he looked at my budget, and I said, this is what we have. This is how we're spending our money. This is literally how we're spending our money. And you can see that just the basic needs and bills, we were four to 500 a month in mm-hmm. debt every wow. single month. And so I was just putting it all on the credit card to kind of you know, make things mm-hmm. meet. And so I was just making my own decisions and, oh yeah, I'm trusting God, right? God, you know, you know, bless me with a lot of money. I had an opportunity um, to possibly make a lot of money that summer. And again, I was just making my decisions, my wise decisions. Didn't really ask mm-hmm. God if this is what he wanted me to do and it kind of fell through. And so mm-hmm. I got angry at God, mm-hmm. right? Sure. So my trust in God was God. I'm trusting that you made me a smart person, so I'm going to make my decisions. Mm. Interestingly, I worked at this machine shop, you know, all summer for like three months. And uh, when I was going to leave the machine shop, there was ten guys that worked there, and and uh, you know they enjoyed, they really enjoyed me. I was, I and I enjoyed them, even though I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> so they were very gracious to me. So I was leaving, and uh, so I had gotten to the point though that I, I got, I was sick of it. I said, God. I am so sick of going in the hole every month and mm. the summer. And, you know, I mean, I want to be in ministry and I'm, you know, trusting you. But, and I said, and I, so I wrote out all my bills in, in my, my, um, in my checkbook, it said negative $500 in my checkbook. Mm. And I said, God, I don't care if these checks bounce anymore. I'm just going to write them out because you said that you're going to take care of your people. <laughs> and I'm tired of making decisions. These are things that we need. And I'm sick and tired of it. And so I wrote out the checks and I sent them in the mail. And I said, I don't care if the checks bounce, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to put it on mm-hmm. the credit card anymore. I'm not going to take matters in my own hands. I'm just going to So I, I literally was having this conversation with God, wow. right? So I went in and it was like the, the last day I was in the machine shop. And so, uh, you know, we had lunch. And so as I was leaving that day, uh, the guys gave me an envelope. And so I had an hour commute. Right. So wow. and an know, hour commute. Hour commute, you know, home. So the guys gave me an envelope. They had taken a little collection from me, right? I'm like, Oh, that was really nice. They gave me twenty bucks. So I'm <laughs> driving driving home, about halfway home, and I thought, Well, I'm gonna look in the envelope and, and see what was in there. So I'm flipping through and oh there's some twenties and twenties uh, and I started counting it. Um you probably shouldn't do this when you're driving, but anyway. <laughs> this I is before texting, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Don't count money Don't and drive. Don't count money and drive. Yeah. <laughs> Don't count money. Yeah. That's that was the slogan back then. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm counting money. So how much money do you think was in the envelope, Tori? Oh, man. Was it up $500? Yeah, it was $500. Exactly? It was $500 exactly. Wow. $500 exactly. And I had the Christian radio station on at the time. And I don't know if there's a song or, or they were talking. And the very moment that I, I, I counted the last things at $500, what I heard on the radio was this. If God can take care of the sparrow, don't you know he can take care of you and me? Mm. And I almost drove off the road. <laughs> oh, wow. You know? And I thought, wow, uh, maybe God really does care about me mm. and my situation. 
Now, he didn't erase my credit card debt, <laughs> right. right? I'm responsible yeah. to still pay for that. But, you know, I thought, wow, because I, 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 that, that was a moment in my life where I said, I am going to trust you and I'm going to do what I need to do, but I'm not going to take matters in my own hands. I have mm-hmm. to pay a bill, mm-hmm. right? Um, but God, I, I'm going to trust you. And he, he provided that need. He didn't provide more than I needed, but he provided mm-hmm. just what I needed at that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, what's interesting is I learned a, a lesson on trusting, mm. but the next decision, you need to learn that lesson of trusting all over again. Yeah. You can't rely on, on the, on the previous, right. you know, trust is a continual cycle. And it is a continual thing. Yeah. Mm. But I, I may have many stories like that of my successes and failures, but, yeah. um, but it was just amazing to me. I was like, wow. Um, you see, to, to acknowledge God in all your ways, is to have his perspective in view and acknowledge and ask him what he thinks about mm. what you're doing. Mm-hmm. He might say continue, or he might say nothing, or he might say stop. But to trust him is to acknowledge him in, in all things. See, it's a very, mm. we, are, we are active participants. We need to right. make choices and decisions, but it is really inviting him in the process mm. and letting him you know, submitting to what, what he might say or think about things. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you sharing that story because it's it's encouraging to hear that even in our perhaps ignorant belief that, yeah, I'm trusting God and I, you know, I trust that God gave me skills so I can do what I'm going to do and just, you know, believe or have faith, have trust that God's going to make it work out. He can still show grace and mercy and he can still, he, he still watches over his people and, and, Real trust, real trusting in God is active. You know, it's not this passive thing. I, I believe it was Dr. Bauckham who said, you know, if there is a wasp in the room, you don't gather around, oh, well, let's pray and ask God to make the God the wasp. We're going to trust God. The wasp will fly out. You get, you get a piece of, you know, newspaper and you kill it. I think part of it, probably the critique of the church, like we mentioned before, is that, man, we are really good at excusing obedience for trust. Like, oh, you know what? I, I know I should surrender this part of my heart. Or maybe we don't know that, but we, you know, I'm going to do my life. And because I have faith, because I'm going to trust God in all, not part of my life, I'm just going to trust that God will make it work out. That, you know, I'll do my life and I just know that God's going to love me and take care of me. So I can basically an excuse to live the way I want to. And, and, and to some degree, you know, God is merciful and gracious, but I, I think it's a mistake. It's a mistake to abuse God's mercy and grace and that we have a, a, a blind trust, almost it's not even trust. It's really just an excuse uh, for us not to, to invite him in and surrender. It's interesting because someone that doesn't believe in God abuses God's grace and mercy every day hmm. and they make excuses every single day. That's a good point. <laughs> like an atheist. <laughs> like an atheist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like an atheist. To trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not in your own understanding. That's what people do every day, twenty four seven. We we lean on our own understanding. Yeah. How do I understand something? What do I think about it? I think about it because I think that's the right way to think about it. Because if I didn't think it was the right way to think about it, I wouldn't think about <laughs> it that way. Right? This is how we how we operate. Right. Right. But to invite God in and. Mm. All your ways, not some of them, not just the big things, but mm. in all your ways, acknowledge him or lean into him. Mm. It doesn't mean that we can't have a, an idea or perspective. 
it is that our default shouldn't be that we lean upon what we think. Mm. We can still think things, but we think things with open hands, letting God have the right of way. Yeah. But we tend to think things with closed hands, that this is how I thank God, and you and, and, and Jesus himself are not going to change my mind. Yeah. You know, this mm. is kind of how, how we operate. That's not trust. Right. You know, that is, that's not living in the fear of the Lord. That's not living with a, a humble a submission to God's mm-hmm. right away. That's, that's living arrogantly. Yeah. Well, I like that word that you, you brought up, the acknowledging God, to really bring God into our own life. And in that humility posture of, okay, this is my, my plan, but I'm going to acknowledge you. I'm going to trust you and invite you into my mind, into my ideas, into my dreams. And sometimes God might say no, right? And that's the thing I think I see where the rubber meets the road is I have this great idea. It's logical. Maybe it even is the human wisdom that James talks about. There's two types of wisdom and it just makes sense. But I don't know that I'm really, I'm really willing to let God have full control in case he doesn't want my idea to. And so we'd make our decisions and say, well, I trust God to make work out. I even had a friend in college and I've heard it multiple times, but they quote Romans eight twenty eight, right? Mm-hmm. For we know that God works out all things for good for those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. And I, I love, I love Romans eight. I'm not knocking on that verse, but I've heard that verse used out of context to mean I can do whatever I want and I know God loves me and he'll make it work out because I trust him and he's called me and I'm a Christian. And I'm like, oh, that's just, it breaks my heart. So because, because I'm a Christian, I can decide or make any choice and it's going to work out. Right. Yeah. If if you trust God, right? So, oh, yeah. I trust God to make my situation better in the end because, you know, as a Christian, I live my life. And yet I have strong faith. I have trust that God will make it work out for good. And that mm-hmm. that's mis- that's really abusing God's grace. And it's abusing that, that verse to be an excuse to not have to surrender. Yeah, one of the verses we talked about last week, um, Proverbs 9.10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and knowledge mm-hmm. of the Holy One is understanding. Mm-hmm. Or even going back previously a week to Proverbs chapter 2, it says, if you seek, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For mm-hmm. the Lord gives wisdom, and from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. And we had talked about, even going back before that, that when Proverbs talks about knowledge, primarily, primarily, not always, but primarily it's talking about a knowledge of God, mm-hmm. who he is, what he's about. Right, his so, personality, character. Yeah. So Proverbs 1, 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, knowledge of God, knowledge of God's ways, his perspective. He is the Holy One. He is righteous. He is just. He is merciful. He is gracious. He is the creator. He is the sustainer. I am a special creation. What he mm-hmm. thinks about me, right and wrong. How How is the history going to play out? The more we get to know God, the more we can understand his ways, the more we mm-hmm. see what his path is. So Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not in your understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, mm-hmm. and he will direct he will guide. He will steer. This is a this is about a relationship. Mm. So that when we talk about the path of foolishness and path of wisdom, it begins and ends with a pursuit of God. And this yeah. is you know foundational. That's why the fear of the Lord is so foundational because it is posturing ourselves in right relationship with Him. That's why in this verse it's acknowledging Him and moving toward Him seeking his perspective, seeking, all right, so you're married mm-hmm. and I'm married. 
when you were single, did you have Emily's perspective in mind when you made decisions? <laughs> not even close. <laughs> even when you were dating? <laughs> not, not enough. <laughs> right. Now, when you spend any money or you decide what you're going to do with your time or whatever, <laughs> you think about her. I think and, I think about her before I have the decision. Before I have a decision. Right. <laughs> before I even know the question. Right. Yeah. See yeah, the same thing for me. And the older I get, the more I grow with Mindy and the more, mm. you know, I appreciate her and understand her and, and learn her, the more she comes to mind with even the small decisions in my life. You know, mm. how how is this afternoon going to affect her? What does she think about what we're gonna be doing tonight? Yeah. Um, you know, we're gonna you know, go out for, for lunch, you and I go out for lunch, you know, and, and, you know, what, what would she, would she uh, enjoy us going out for lunch? I think she would, you know, mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. you know, taking you out for lunch that, but that, that, that thought crossed my mind, you know, what, mm-hmm. what does she think about this? Mm-hmm. It's not just my own independent decision. Now it's a decision with her in view or her in mind or her perspective right. kind of bearing weight on my thoughts and my decisions. Well, yeah, I mean, you're in a committed relationship. And so all of your decisions are kind of seen through the lens of this relationship because you are no longer independent, right? You are, we're married and that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. But yeah, in the context of God, right? As we seek to trust in him, do we live independent of him? Right. And so foundational to, you know, living wisely in a foolish world is, Mm -hmm. is walking in a right relationship with almighty God. And this ultimately comes back to, you know, our relationship with Jesus. I mean, this, mm-hmm. this all context goes back, you know, into that. You see, Proverbs works because it's true. Mm-hmm. It's not true mm-hmm. because it works. Right. And so even an atheist can follow some of the principles in Proverbs and their life can work out better than if they ignored some of these principles. Mm, that's true. But that is very different than having a functional relationship with Almighty God through mm-hmm. faith in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And that is behind all of the things that we you know, talk about in, in here in Proverbs. And so this is why when I trust in the Lord, all right, there's so much we could get into, mm-hmm. you know, because this, the Lord, capital L-O-R-D, we had talked mm-hmm. about that in the names of God in previous mm-hmm. podcasts. That was God's covenant name with his people. So when I trust in the Lord, Solomon's talking to his kids. He's saying, hey, you have a covenant relationship with Almighty God. Mm-hmm. So lean into him. Lean into that right. in your decisions, in your life. Don't, don't just passively sit by and think he's going to make your life you mm-hmm. know, great. You need to acknowledge him and grow in that relationship. Yes. Acknowledge him in all things. Mm-hmm. That is how the path of righteousness, the path of wisdom gets straightened out in your life. Hmm. No, that's great. Yeah. What's a good application question for us, Puma? Yeah. So as you and I were talking about this earlier, you know, sometimes it's really hard to think of an application question without being general because Mm. we say, yeah, just trust and get, yeah. So just trust God today. Right. Yeah. It's an idea. It's It's not personal. It's an idea. Yeah. When we think about uh, the responsibility of your life today and the small things, you're making decisions every day, Mm -hmm. you know, all day long. You are going to decide today um, how to spend your time, your evening tonight. Mm-hmm. You're going to decide what friends to hang out with. Um, right. Does God care about how you spend your time? Absolutely. Do you have choices? Mm-hmm. Sometimes the way you spend your time can be good or bad. You could waste it all night lo- binging on That's something. True. Or yeah. you could you know, maybe have somebody over or whatever. Maybe you have mm-hmm. schoolwork you need to do. 
or right. you know maybe have responsibilities that you're trying mm-hmm. to push aside. Mm-hmm. See, God cares about how you spend your time. He cares about the relationships. You could call a friend. You could, you know, maybe well, however you want to manage mm-hmm. those relationships. Uh, does God care about your health? Maybe you're going to go to the gym. Maybe you're going to go to Planet Fitness tonight. Does God care about our health? Does He care mm-hmm. about the things that we eat? I'm not saying that you're going to be so uh, militant about this. But it is just being mindful of God. So as you think about your day-to-day and the small things, the choices that you make, are you making them with God's perspective in view? And do you care about what God thinks about that? Right. Have you even asked God, what would you want for my my evening, for my weekend this week? Yeah. Yeah. He he might tell you, he might not tell you, and you might just kind of live your evening, but you're walking with him in view. Mm -hmm. And that's what he ultimately wants. He wants that relationship with you and, and even the small things. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, to invite God into our day, yep. into our choices. Um, yeah, how do we acknowledge God in our everyday life? So that was a good application question. You know, how are you choosing to invite God into your life tonight, this week? That's good. Well, thank you, Puma. And guys, thank you so much for joining us. Again, I just am so encouraged. I love doing this podcast with you guys, with my father. It's just awesome. And I've learned so much personally, too. So, so thank you, Puma. And thank you guys for joining us. If you guys have any questions at all, you know, please feel free to reach out to us at thepumapodcast at gmail.com. Appreciate some of your guys' questions with the microphones too, and, and hopefully those are all squared away. Hopefully you can hear us with the audio okay, but I um, just appreciate you guys reaching out to us and for sharing this. And if you have a friend who might benefit from this podcast, we really appreciate you guys sharing this uh, with people you know, and hopefully we can be an encouragement to them too. So yeah, guys, hey, we'll see you next week, Fridays at 1010. And so until then, have a good one. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.